right, here we are. It's the Poopcast. Uh, fabulous Adam Richard, the punctual Toby Sullivan. Good morning. And our very special guest star, Thomas Jess. Hello. What, yeah. a, what a pleasure to be back in the studio actually talking into microphones. And, and being, uh, well, loosely sober. <laughs> what a pleasure for the listeners. <laughs> Listen to hear you sober. Singular, plural. <laughs> After our terrible pub crawl. Oh, I, yeah, we should apologise for that. It went for like nine weeks. It was forever. I'm so, it was such a good idea at the time. And yeah. And it turned out to be appalling. Um, Peter, my husband, mm. listens to the podcast for some unknown fucking reason. <laughs> he what is, whether he's had sex recently or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, are you listening to the pub crawl ones? How are you enjoying them? And he went, oh, I'm not listening to those ones. <laughs> I've I've been with you when you're drunk. You've been in my house. I don't need to listen to it recorded. Time we went to your house after one of our alleged <laughs> meetings. We don't even have meetings anymore. So oh. it's, too, it's too difficult. Um, and we, we smashed had, about four plates. We smashed plates booze and on the carpet. We danced to Banana Rama on the couch, <laughs> and Peter just sat there like. If this wasn't my house, I'd leave. Oh. <laughs> he sounds like a real catch. <laughs> He's lovely. <laughs> uh, did I tell you my grandmother started listening to the Puff Cunts? Oh, I'm really? Sorry. Yeah, she True. really likes it. Yeah, your she grandmother's skips... got a foul mouth though. Yeah, I she understand. has. She skips past some bits that are a bit too graphic, but on the whole, she likes it. She likes it on the whole. <laughs> she, on the whole, she likes it. Ling a ling a ling. <laughs> So there you go. There's another. That's two listeners. We've got two. Yeah, right. But is there anyone listening who's not directly related to us? <laughs> True. Is there anyone not from the same household as us listening to it? <laughs> well, a, bi- a big cheerio to Nana Jaspers. Hi, Nana go. Jaspers. What do we call her? Marg. My Marg. Marg. I hope your hole's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you keep your hole on the door with me. There's more after this. Mary Poppins, Jersey Boys, Warhorse, the Rhonda Birchmore story. Australia's never had it so good with so many exciting mega musicals. But get ready for the biggest and besterest mega musical yet. It's a fantacular of gayrific proportions. It's Brainless Twink, the musical. Brainless Twink, the musical is the totally random story of a flawless queen who travels from his small town home in the inner western suburbs to the city to queue overnight for Gaga tickets. In costume, this is a heartwarming, feel-good, gluten-free, water-resistant, tragicomic, avant-garde romp you'll never see twice. With such instant twink music theatre classics as I Don't Know How to Spell Him, K Thanks Bye Dolly, That's Twinkertainment, and I'm Gonna Scrape That Man Right Out of My Hair, Brainless Twink the Musical is a joy for all ages, whether you're 18 or 19. Special offer. Book early bird tickets and receive a special free DVD documentary about the making of the show entitled Brainless and Hairless. I'm a dancer, not a fetus. Brainless Twink the Musical. Book now or whatever. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Talk poofy to me. Right, it's once more time to enter the hallowed hall. Oh, you've got your ABC classic voice on. Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome. Oh, if I was doing my ABC voice, I would be like, right, uh, we've got, um, oh, uh, <laughs> coming up uh, is, uh, and just you know how you can hear them searching for the piece of paper yeah. that yes. they got from the publicist? Yeah, yeah. It's, re- yeah. it's yes. really just triple R with it's, daggy uh, cardigans. It's, uh, <laughs> we, we do have uh, now. You just in- hear their pacemaker in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we have entered the hallowed halls of the poofstery, it's time for Mother Horan. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit Geraldine Doog, wasn't it? <laughs> Welcome. 
<laughs> no, that even scared me. Um, well, hello, lovely to be back. Jas- Jasper's in the chair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love this bit. It's good, isn't it? This bit's great. I know. Yeah. He loves anything from before Madonna. <laughs> I don't remember anything from before Madonna. <laughs> In the old days, we used to have this thing called Sunita. Oh. <laughs> I've been watching so much Sunita oh, on YouTube. No. It's... Why are you watching Sunita? I have no I idea just, what Sunita I'm is. I'm just coming late. Oh, hang oh, on. Oh, <laughs> Mother just... Horan, do a Sunita special. <laughs> do a Sunita special. Oh, <laughs> special. No. Does she still root no. Simon Cowell? Because there's like no, an implication no, no, that no, they're no. still very friendly. No, that was in the way back. I mean, they'd broken up. Even when she was big, like that's but no, way she, back. They were on a boat together just this last summer. Well, they're still friendly. Sunita's a friendly girl. Everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> Hazel Dean's always talking about going out for drinks with Sunita on her blog. <laughs> Hazel the, Dean. Hazel oh my Dean. God. Read yeah, Hazel yeah. Dean's blog. Fills I fucking me with love joy. Hazel Dean. <laughs> Who's Thomas? This looks so confused right now. Anything that was around, I, okay, just I only know anything that. Has happened since commercial road closed. Anything before that, <laughs> anything before that I'm lost. So like <laughs> M- Melissa Tacats, nothing. Nothing. But also too, Christ. I think I think when you look when you view the continuum of gay history as involving Sunita and Hazel Dean, <laughs> I'm quite for a scorched earth policy <laughs> all gay history, and I support all young people <laughs> in ignoring old people if they're going to bring up Sunita in in COVID. <laughs> I can barely remember who she was, but I know I shouldn't. <laughs> she was, she was, um, so macho, he's gotta be. Oh, so macho, he's gotta be. And she was also big and strong. Um, oh, my toy boy. Yeah. And she did, um, what was the cover she did with Stock Aiken and Waterman? She did, uh, it's all right and it's coming. coming. Oh, we oh, gotta oh, get oh, right, right back to where we started from. The 80s one, not the original. <laughs> Yeah, right. not the first one. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. This, this is the last thing you need for a year intro, Mother Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks yeah. for coming in. We'll have you next Hi. week. <laughs> yes, this is a section called Scare Mother Horan with references <laughs> from the 80s. And I go outside and vomit outside the door. <laughs> Do you know what I've become, I realise, is like when my grandmother would always go, oh, I used to like good old Johnny Ray. <laughs> good old Johnny Ray. Oh, and I go, what are you talking about, you old fossil? Just give me some chocolate. <laughs> We all become what we most fear. Yes. Yes, yeah, so give me the chocolates. <laughs> You're not that young. <laughs> uh, tremendous. Well, the, what I'd like to talk about today is the return of gay history. The return. Uh, a really interesting... Well, we've started it. Well, let's lay claim to it. We invented gay we history. We invented gay history. <laughs> Good. Uh, how, how vaguely embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, basically, something quite a, really interesting from a pop culture perspective perspective has happened, and I have spent quite a lot of time actually researching this one, really, um, uh, because this is quite an interesting thing has just happened, and it's the return of the word kiki. Oh, kiki. Yeah. Let's have a kiki. Now, yeah. Now, the Scissor Sisters, as, as in you... Kiki D, that sang with Elton John. <laughs> no, no, enough. 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 Sorry. Enough. Go back in your Sunita hole. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. You'll get, you'll get sent to the Sunita hole. Simon Cow spent quite a lot of time in the 
Oh, but oh no, what I'd like to talk about is the return of the word Kiki. Now, Scissor Sisters <laughs> came out with this, uh, the song uh, earlier in the year, Let's mm. Have a Kiki. And all of a sudden, I really did notice all, all it, people starting to use that word. Yeah. And I didn't quite, I kind of have heard it, mm. and I know it's around. it's been around, but all of a sudden, it, and then my... You know, my nieces start using it on Facebook and things like that. Oh, we're going around for a kiki. Now, so basically a kiki is the song we'll tell you. And here's song lyrics from the Sisters Sisters. A kiki is a party for calming all your nerves. We're spilling tea and dishing the desserts when they deserve. And though the sun is rising, few may choose to leave, etc., etc. So basically, it's a... It's a, basically a, you go around to your friend's house and you have a bitch and have a bit of a chat and it's a right. get together with your gay mates. Does right. this scan all right to you, Jaspers? Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. So basically that's what a I'm kiki... i like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what a kiki is. And this is what basically... And to hear this reference in the song, I thought, oh, this is really interesting. Where does this come from? <clears throat> what does this mean? And it's really quite fascinating. Um, so basically... Um, but yeah, it is. It is. You guys are hearing this word more. Yeah, right? my mother. I was talking to her to yeah. see a show the other day, and she caught up and said, "Oh, let's have a kiki after." Oh, right. Thought she was pretty cool. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a really cool word, and yeah. I like the concept because it is a kind of a, a gay tea party where you bitch about friends and demolish other people's reputations when they're not there. That kind of you know bitchy yeah. but fun thing. So basically, that's what we should have called this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Shears, you've ruined it again. <laughs> um, now, first of all, it's not to be confused with the older lesbian phrase "kiki." Now, in oh, the six, there's another kind of kiki. There's a, oh, there's many. Oh. There's in the fifties and sixties, a kiki was the lesbian bar scene, particularly in America, was very butch and femme. Right. When you went into a bar, you really divided yourself as one thing or another. I so it was like femme. A, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an Aussie heterosexual barbecue. <laughs> But if you say that again, Jasper's in in your big deep voice, (laughs) I would have been a femme. (laughs) But um, uh, but someone who was not defining themselves as uh, butch or femme, and basically they're a new lesbian who's kind of I'm not too sure where I'm going to go with this one. Was a kiki, (laughs) and a kiki is someone who's on the fence. Now this is this is an almost extinct saying and word now. So an undecided lesbian, like a Julia Gillard. Exactly. But, or a Bieber. <laughs> and in America, a kiki is a kind of an obscure phrase for bisexual or gay in certain circles and things. Like that. Right. It's quite rare. But where it seems to have come from, where the Sister Sisters seems to have drawn this from, is because a lot of old gay words and you know tr- quite traditional gay words still exist within the drag scene. Yeah, and ex- and especially the American ball scene, which voguing and all of that kind oh, of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Kind of thing. Yes. Now the um the uh all of their language in the especially the New York scene is not new language, and it actually is actually a tradition now that's almost a hundred years old. Oh my god! So a lot of the things that drag uses is actually really old phrases. Now in drag, a kiki is basically any gathering of um, drag queens. So right. a, a gathering of drag queens uh, in a social sense and usually a, a, um, where two drag queens meet up and hook up, uh, that can be called a kai kai. 
A kai-kai. Kai-kai. And kai-kai, which is derived from, basically, when a kiki gets a bit heated, it becomes a kai-kai. Oh, oh, this, this is like oh. one of those um, tonal languages, like Chinese or Vietnamese <laughs> or something. <laughs> Learn so many subtleties. So when, when drag queens hook up, they do they do some sort of weird scissoring that doesn't quite work? <laughs> <laughs> they cuck-cuck. <laughs> Look, I reckon the... I reckon just the technical thing of hooking up with a drag queen as another drag queen, imagine just taking that shit off. Oh, I know. To, yeah. you know the really... sheets would be a mess, all that makeup. I, I have the... fucked a drag queen or two in my time, and yeah. the next morning is a disaster. Because <laughs> you're like going, oh my God, there are fake nails in my bed, there's glitter all over my pillow, there's shit on the wall. <laughs> So basically, so this is a word that's existed within uh, the drag thing that seems to have broken out via the Sister Sisters has now come into popular language. Yeah. And, but the interesting thing is the, uh, the origin of where the drag queens got it. Now, it, this seems to stretch back, and this is very hard to actually ascertain, but it seems to have been around a little bit in the gay scene in New York in the 20s. And the reason for that is that in the uh, 1920s in the gay scene, you used a lot of kind of uh, humorous kind of slang French because kiki is actually a French word. And it's a very humorous French word because in uh, slang, in sort of... C'est un pun. It is a pun, monsieur. <laughs> well, um, it kind of is because um, the, uh, in the very... Uh, about 100 years ago, when you used... When you got together and you said, let's have a kiki, kiki purely in French means to throttle oh. or to <laughs> squeeze the throat of. It's perfect, oh. isn't it? And that's exactly what when... Gay men get together and they're bitching about each other. They're basically throttling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, so I reckon metaphorical that- throttling. I thought it was like going to be like a, <laughs> a chicken choking metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this is where the word kiki comes from. It's kind of slang French. For, for strangling wow. someone. For basically demolishing someone else's reputation and bitching about them. But the French sort of metaphor that they love to use is to throttle, to choke, to yeah, garrote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So this is where this... So basically it's now a lot more kind of let's have a tea party and a bitch and get a bit drunk mm. and be rude. But it actually comes from the slang French, which is actually kind of quite a little bit Jack the Ripper. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think entirely appropriate. The interesting thing about the French, um, uh, it has kind of always been an informal word. Kiki. But um, in the 60s, if you, um, uh, if you were um, probably early 60s, if you had a Vespa and you're going through the streets of France, mm. very common phrase, slang phrase, and it's probably somewhere in Breathless. Uh, <laughs> is uh, Carol Tribune is basically if you uh, if you saw another gay man and you said uh, jump on the back of my Vespa, the correct phrase is sepati mon kiki, which is basically let's go my kiki. Oh, so basically, and this was a sixties thing that existed in France for a very short period of time. Is now kind of as dated as hey, that's groovy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, French idiom is great. The, the, yeah. the, French, the French idiom for, like, in English we say drink like a fish. Yeah. In French you say bois comme un boule, which is drink like a hole. <laughs> <laughs> which is this image of just this giant gaping Guatemalan sinkhole in the Stop earth. Stop talking about Scott With- Brennan when he's not here. <laughs> All the champagne and tequila in the world just <laughs> being poured into this hole. It's drink like a Brennan. And drink like a Brennan. <laughs> but also, too, uh, Kiki can mean uh, it's a humorous name for your dick. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, if you're in France and you get uh, un petit kiki, that's not good. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Small. So there you are. So this is a kind of a, a rare French word, like it's a done 19th duty. century slang French word that has gone into drag via bitchy queens in the 1920s in New York, has gone into drag and now has kind of burst back into popular culture. Oh my God, it's like, mm. it's like the Tilda Swinton in Orlando of words. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, welcome back, Kiki. Welcome yeah. in your new incarnation. I think it's a fucking great what's, what's happen? It. What's going to happen next, do you reckon? <laughs> like, if people are using it now as yeah. let's, let's have a party, like... What, where does Kiki go? Where does it here? go next? Like, will it become bigger, bigger parties well, now or that, something? Now that gay no longer means, you know, bumfucker... Uh, and means of something that's shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can make it. Maybe maybe we can just be Kiki's. She's a bit Kiki. Oh, oh. she's a Kiki. Well, I'd like to come out, um, Mum, Dad. I'm Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, but also too, I do, and this is nothing against either of our nations. Uh, in Australia and New Zealand, that our relationship to vowels is not the best. No, you're <laughs> um, right. So in Australia, it's Kiki. Uh, which is a little grating, and <laughs> in New Zealand it's Coco, um, which is kind of underwhelming. Imagine if you had a Kiwi Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds like a, it sounds like a mail-order husband, doesn't it? Kiwi Kiki. <laughs> this is my friend Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were going to have a Hawaiian bitchy tea party? It'd be a Tiki Kiki. <laughs> And what if things got really strange and you had like a really freaky tiki kiki? <laughs> We're you felt, a freaky tiki kiki Friday. <laughs> and you felt sick afterwards, you're just like, oh, I'm a bit peaky from the freaky tiki kiki. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to go I'm going to get hours. the tram home with my Mickey. <laughs> In Victoria, we have a card called Mikey, and uh, it's not pronounced Mickey. <laughs> thank you, Toby, for attempting that. Oh, look, there's <laughs> let more is more in my book. <laughs> Thanks, Mother Horan. <laughs> a pleasure. <laughs> I don't want to talk to these cops, suckers, but you have to. Talk poofy to me. Right, it's time now again to talk to our sexpert, Colin Petruni. Welcome back, Colleen. We're starting again. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining the magic. I'm stretching it out across four podcasts. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, right, let's start again. <laughs> I want to ask you, Colin, uh, there has been some talk lately of coming out of the closet. Uh, yep. So to speak, with your HIV status, as yep. if as I don't know whether people are doing this because you know people are so okay with being gay now they need something to come out about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out of the closet as being a hardcore uh, war gamer, and <laughs> I like to do paintball. But it's... my father threw me out when he found out I was gluten free because he's a baker. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, do you th- do you think that this is a sensible thing? Like the pa- the fact that people are now out and proud with their HIV status, or I worry that in the state of Victoria, at least where it is, it can be, you know, passing on HIV, you know, without telling people is 
considered a criminal act that people yeah. are, you know, I feel like it's, you know, we could end up being like in Nazi Germany. It's like, yes, I'm a Jew. Oh, I shouldn't have told anyone that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that the, um, the whole issue of, uh, so there's two sides to this. Basically, there's a fantastic new kind of campaign that um, Living Positive Victoria has, has who were um, PLWHA Victoria, but they've mm. gone through a name change. They've got this campaign called Enough. E-N-U-F, which is basically people saying, I've had enough of stigma and discrimination directed at HIV-positive people and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm mad as hell. (laughs) Um, And you've got all sorts of people signing on to be part of that campaign, which is great. I think that's fantastic. So basically that's seeking an end to stigma and discrimination against HIV-positive people. And coming coming out and being, you know, a positive role model for someone. The more people you see, then Mm. the... The less frightened you are of yeah. something, yes. So yeah. that would be a part of that, and I get that. That's right. So, but I think that the, uh, I guess the, the slightly, I'm not troubling, but I guess the thing that you got to watch in relation to, um, not enough so much because I think it's a great initiative, but um, this idea that everybody should um, come out as HIV positive because I think it's an intensely personal decision. Yeah. And unlike uh, coming out as gay, which is basically. Um, uh, something that, you know, I think that we can all accept that we were born gay and um, it has a kind of, um, uh, it's generally positive in in terms of its kind of um, life-affirming kind of uh, Mm -hmm. uh, aspects. Um, uh, Coming out as having something which is basically um, uh, an illness, I guess, um, the, 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 the story in relation to, to illness is a lot more complex than, I guess, than the whole kind of thing around um, being gay. So I don't think it's as clear-cut as, as making that comparison between no. coming out as being gay and coming out as being HIV positive. Coming out as being um, gay, as you say, is a pretty unambiguous admission. Yeah. Because it's saying that, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable or here I am or, or whatever. But as you say, Colin, coming out as HIV positive is tinged with a very negative connotation, which is I'm sick, which is the fact of the matter. Well, well, not so much sick, but that you carry um, uh, a virus, which mm. is uh, potentially quite, um, quite dangerous. But I, I, I guess I'm just not altogether comfortable with this idea that of, um, of aligning it with coming out as gay, because um, I think it's more complex than that. Um, uh, so that's my kind of take on that. But I, 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 do, I do think the Enough uh, campaign is uh, fantastic and people should, um, should uh, sign on to it. I think the, the uh, campaign website is enuf.org.au. I've got a wrinkle on this issue for you. Mm-hmm. We've, yeah. got, we've, we've got a letter from Michael. Michael. Who's got a friend who is HIV positive, right, uh, and is hooking up like crazy and not telling anyone. And Michael wants to know, uh, should he dob? Should he out someone out of the HIV closet? Mm. Well, I think Michael, um, I'm assuming that's not his real name. (laughs) Could be. Are you feeling lucky? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I think um, the the thing about that in in Victoria, it's you don't have to. It's 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 not a legal requirement that people with HIV uh, disclose their HIV status to uh, sexual partners as long as they engage in safe sexual activity. Right. That's not 
true in that's not true in uh, New South Wales, for instance, where uh, people uh, are legally required to um, to disclose their status. They're moment. legally think, required. Yeah, they are. Wow. But I think they're looking yep. to change that. Shit, that's really weird. That's don't you think that's weird? I yeah, think that's weird. especially if they're having yeah. safe sex, it seems pointless. Yeah, I think very, very weird, um, and and um, and uh, it should be changed and yeah. unpoliceable and like that. That's... Well, it, it is policeable, but only you know if you if you're a vengeful bitch. <laughs> Yeah. You want to call the police on your ex-boyfriend. Like, that's yeah, the it, only way that she's police. But then it just comes down to he says, she says. Yeah. There's no way to actually prove anything. Yeah. What a pointless mm. exercise in Fred and I'll fucking shit up for New South Wales yet again. <laughs> um, so if, if, Michael, if Michael's friend is hooking up with a whole bunch of people to have sex with him and good luck to him and he's doing it safely, then I think Michael should keep his dicky beak out of it. Yeah, right. right. Fair enough. Fair well, enough. But what if... What if uh, Say, say, for instance, Michael talks to one of his friends yep. who's had sex with this particular person and yep. he quizzes him about the safety of the uh, intercourse and finds out that it's not very safe. What's going on? Uh, okay, so I guess... Uh, it's my a hypothetical, pers- obviously. Yeah, uh, I guess my, um, my personal response to that story would be if I was Michael, mm. I would go to his friend and say... Uh, um, hey, um, Adam Richard told me that he had sex with you and you uh, fucked him every which way and you didn't wear a condom and I know that you're positive. What's the deal? I think you've got to tell Adam. Put it back to them. Positive. Put right. it back to them. Uh, yeah. and then, but I would, I, would, I would make that kind of time limited in a way and I'd say, and if you don't tell Adam, then as a friend of Adam, I'm going to kind of tell him. Right. My yeah, friend. right. The the moral responsibility is that significant? Yeah, but I would I, I would sort of put put it, I would put the onus on the positive person to do that in the first instance if that in that in that hypothetical situation. Because I guess um, I guess yeah. on the other hand is you know it is a, it would be a distressing thing to find out that you're HIV positive and you would yeah. on a huge level go into denial and pretend that it it wasn't a thing it wasn't a big deal yeah, it wasn't happening true. to you it's like it's like finding out anything that you that is a big life changing shock you immediately go that that's not happening that's I'm not gonna, real i'm going to pretend that's not real <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think that, that that's certainly true but i think that um, my feeling about this is that um and this is also borne out in in the social research is that no one with HIV, and in spite of all the crap that we got in the media about mm. um, gift givers and bug chasers and all that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, overwhelmingly, people with HIV do not want to pass on the virus to another individual. That's the last thing they want to well, do. That is, a, that is a big responsibility to wear on yeah. your shoulders to pass yeah. it on without telling anyone. Yeah, and they and, and and they go to great lengths to make sure that that doesn't happen. That doesn't mean that they don't have unprotected sex, because of course, HIV positive men get together and have unprotected mm. sex with each other because they can't. There's no way that they can give each other HIV mm. because they already have HIV. Now, the 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 issue in relation to that is, of course, um, sexually transmittable infections that aren't HIV. That that's still that's still um, and and also rich. if your immune system is compromised, the last thing you want is gonorrhea. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, or, Anything. Or anything. Know. Or syphilis. Yeah. Or chlamydia. Or hep C. Or, or, or Scott Brennan. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I believe he's communicable now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you, Colin Petrini. You are a fountain of information. Oh, thank you. Thanks, um, Colin. You fixed everything yet again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really thrilled to be on the phone with, like, um, <laughs> Adam. Adam, Adam. Adam, of course, is, is giving a great performance in Series 7 of, of what is now called Being Brendo. Oh, yes. But, um, who can forget the indelible performance of Jet? Oh, yes. <laughs> Thomas Jasper. <laughs> My amazing... You know, I, I think that was a lot of method acting because you were playing a drug-fucked asshole that had just had a one-night stand with someone who didn't know Which where they were. Which is something I've never done before. <laughs> yeah. Ever before. I've and, never and, walked and, into a living room and seen Adam Richard there on the couch. <laughs> ever. I promise. And, and after that... I live alone. The phone that, hasn't stopped ringing that, since then, I tell you. I've just <laughs> inundated with calls. After just, that experience of having sex with Thomas, they... Grew up. <laughs> <laughs> They're now Thomas Jasper's positive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so Thanks, much, Colin. Colin. Bye, puffies. Bye. 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 <laughs> Right, that was the Poofcast. Uh, thanks, Jasper, for oh, helping thank us out. thank you. It's uh, always a pleasure. I'm sorry about that mess in the middle. You know. <laughs> when, when will they learn? I don't know. When mm. will we learn? 